You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Today on American Girl Women, we are joined by Danielle Leilani, a Los Angeles-based entrepreneur, wedding planner, and wellness advocate. Danielle was recently featured in Us Weekly magazine as the go-to girl for brides, and her work has also been seen in People and In Touch. Growing up in California, Danielle loved reading, writing, hula hooping, arts and crafts, and of course, American Girl. We are so thrilled to have her join us today and hear all about her AG experience. Danielle, welcome to American Girl Women. Yay, I'm so excited to be on the podcast. Thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you, Danielle. You have some great stories, I think, to share with us today about American Girl, and we cannot wait to get into it with you. (laughs) I have been and always will be obsessed with American Girl, so (laughs) lots to share. (laughs) I love that. We were chatting right before we pressed record about how we have a Google form on our Instagram where anyone could apply to be on the podcast. Like we love meeting new people and hearing everyone's stories. So just shouting that out for anyone listening, but Danielle, we loved, love, loved hearing or reading rather your story about AG and just knew that you would be such a fun guest to have on to share your story. So we're really excited to hear more about your AG experience. But before we talk about AG, would love to hear more about like your present day and your work within the bridal industry. Yes. So for the past decade, I have been a professional wedding planner and I've had my own business. So 10 years ago, I had the wild hair to get into the wedding industry. I went to school for journalism and anthropology. So sort of related, not really and I'll talk about this later, but have always been a supporter of women. So all the world just collided. And then I found weddings and basically had a bachelor's degree that I'd gone to school for five years for, decided to pivot careers, didn't want to pursue anything I studied, and then found weddings kind of on a whim. And I worked for, of course, me being me, I cold called wedding planners and was like, you know, gave a whole elevator pitch over voicemail. Like I have this experience and this experience. And I know I'm, I, you know, I'm 20, I'm going to age myself. I'm in my early twenties at this point, you know, just bright eyed and bushy tailed. I'm like, I know I can do it. And this is why you should take a chance on me. And one, one woman did. And fast forward, I worked with her for two months and then I got a full-time job with another wedding planner for two years. And that's really when I learned the ropes and like realized I really love this industry. And then I started my business and it's been eight years now. That is so cool. Danielle, do you remember like what interested you in the beginning in all things wedding and the wedding industry? Totally. Yes. I feel like I've always been a supporter of women and I knew I wanted to like help women 
And like when I was six, I wanted to be a gynecologist. I had no idea what that <laughs> meant. I definitely didn't know what that actually meant. I just knew <laughs> for girls and I wanted to help girls. And so, you know, as someone who's like not very musically inclined, you know, like I've always liked the spotlight, but I'm not really, I don't really sing. I don't play an instrument. I acted a little bit in high school, but you know, wasn't like, didn't, didn't want to seek out being an actress or anything like that. And so I didn't really know what I wanted to do during college, but I knew I wanted to support women. And so when I found weddings and that was through, I actually was dating, dating a wedding photographer at the time I saw him, you know, work with brides and I would like go to weddings with him as like his lighting assistant and I just loved the environment. And I'm like, this is such a cool moment for the bride. And, and mind you, I was just out of college at this point. I hadn't even been to a wedding as a guest. The first time <laughs> I ever attended was with this boyfriend. And so the wedding culture was like this really like, like magical anomaly, like world that I didn't really know much about but I just loved it. And I loved that it was about a woman who was at, it was like her day. And I'm like, how can I support that woman on her day? You know, this is such a, a big moment in a woman's life. And so, yeah, that's a really roundabout way to say it kind of just came together. And I think the supporting a woman during one of the most important seasons and days of her life kind of steer, spearheaded that. Oh, I love that so much. There's so many different things you can say about like weddings is that they're like, they can be stressful, they can be expensive, they can be all these things, but like framing it as like really just like a way to support women and like one of the most important steps of their lives, I think is like such an amazing way of thinking about it that of course, like I think we can all agree, but that, you know, can sometimes get like lost in like the bigger process. So like to keep the focus on that, I think is such a, a great way to look at it. Thank you. Yeah. I coined and trying to coin on a larger scale, this term of bridal wellness and mm. really changing the narrative behind the wedding planning process and what it means to be an engaged woman. Because if you do think of it from a positive, you know, rose-colored lens, it is one of the most exciting times of your life. And whether or not, you know, there's a lot of cultural commentary, we could go down rabbit holes of like, if you want to get married or not. But if you are a woman who you know, chooses that she wants that in her life, you know, you get a diamond ring. What are, what other moments in your life are you going to get a diamond ring? Or maybe if you, if you if you have a good partner, maybe you'll get many throughout your life. Or you know, but <laughs> but like for, for most of us, it's going to be like the first and biggest diamond ring we may receive in our lifetime. You know, it's the time that for anywhere from six to twelve months, people are like, "Let me see the ring," doting on you. Where when's the day? Show me your dress. Like you know, you're just getting doted on in a way that you're not in any other season of your life. And so if you really just focus on that rose colored lens, of course, yes, you're spending a lot of money. Yes, it's very stressful. Yes, you're going to be fighting with your mom. You may even be fighting with your fiance. All of that is true and inevitable. But if you really lean into like the fun parts of it, it is a very cool season. Yeah, so I, true. I really love that. It sounds like you have like a really good perspective. And I think it's like quite easy to like lose focus when planning a wedding. I got married almost five years ago now. 
And I could totally see getting very swept up in everything. But at the end of the day, it's such a celebration of not only like your love with your partner, but also like your family and friends and to like not lose sight of that. And like, I tried to like not take things too seriously. Like we had such a beautiful wedding. We had so much fun, but also so many things went wrong day of and, you know, really (laughs) just tried to like, you know, just stay positive and, you know, enjoy the moment. Um, But you know, it sounds like your overall philosophy and bridal wellness ethos is like just what every bride needs. Now I want to hear all about your wedding. (laughs) (laughs) We're a 2018 bride. 2019. 2019. Okay. Yeah, June 2019. So like right before the pandemic, but it was it was so much fun. I wish I could go back, but we got married at this like beautiful 1700s in in Connecticut and spent like a long weekend there. And um, the wedding was outside in a tent in the backyard. So a tented wedding with all of like the rentals and all of that, like certainly was an experience. Um, <laughs> Say the least, I'm sure. Did you have a coordinator? We had a coordinator, yes very thankfully had a coordinator and yeah, it was, it was so much fun, but like, I feel like my husband and I were like very like involved in the process and just had a lot of fun with it. I love that. Good for you. I think Thank it's you have fun with it. You, have, right? and you can't take it too seriously. I know. I <laughs> wish I could go back though and do it all over again, but I feel like I've been planning birthdays for myself that are like these like elaborate dinner parties that like kind of scratch the itch of like <laughs> table scaping. <laughs> like this is like oh my little like annual mini wedding planning sesh. Yes. Oh gosh. <laughs> you have to show me pictures. I will. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh yes. It was so beautiful. There's so many good pictures. I haven't I haven't had my my wedding yet, but I've planned a million versions of my ideal wedding. I feel like it changes yearly. I'm like, this could be cute. And then I'm like, no, it should be like more minimal. It like all depends on what I'm seeing on Pinterest. And honestly, like, I feel like all the like coquette vibes that were popular this year and like bow vibes, like I really like hope is a trend that like carries over by the time I eventually get married. Cause I love like the idea of having like all those girly little touches. It's like so cute. I'm obsessed with bows. Agree. I have bows on my Christmas tree this year. <laughs> That's another that. thing though. I always tell brides, like don't get too caught up in worrying about your wedding looking too trendy because if you are a 2023 20, bride, for example, your wedding is going to reflect a, having a 2023 wedding and that's totally fine you know I don't think that you'll necessarily cringe like you know there's trends on TikTok like women who got married in like 2016 or 2015 and like you look you do look at the photos you're like oh my gosh but it's the same thing as looking at photos of us when we were like you know eight ten years ago like oh gosh what am I wearing Right. You You can't escape it. I can't escape it. Like there are tattoos I have. I'm like, would I have gotten that font in 2023? Probably not. You know, it represented a moment in time. Totally. As long as you like (sighs) love it in the moment. Like, I think that's what matters. Like, 
if you do something like too like minimal or like too in fear of having something not look timeless, like I think you're skipping out on like a lot of fun and personality. Agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are some of the fun details you've seen couples do recently at their weddings? Yes. Okay. So I just did like this Q and A for for some blog, and I was I, I wrote down like some of my favorite trends for 2023, and then I was writing down some ones that are going out, which are kind of sad because to your point or to our earlier point, you know, trends do change so quickly. So like champagne towers, like. I was doing champagne towers this year, last year, but I think they're gone. Like they're, de- they're gone now. So now we're moving into like espresso martini towers, mm. which is, <laughs> is cool. So champagne <laughs> tower was fun this year. What else was good this year? We did a few like monochromatic weddings where it was like, say, you know, black and white, it's like all white florals, no color. And then everything on the tabletop is black, like black, black charger, black plate, black napkin. So it's like textured and layered, but it's all the same color, you know, but that will probably change for next year. Um, But we're really big on personal details. Like one of the first tag or the first tagline we had was personalized, something about personalization. And that's like, right when I started my company, I knew that's what I wanted, like, our vibe to be like not cookie cutter, not just following trends, but personalized to our couple. So like when we design for them, one of our questions that we ask them on the design questionnaire, for example, is like, where did you meet? What do you like to do for fun? And like, tell us about like your home decor, right? So we want it to be really personalized to their style, their story. And so we try to lean into that. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, there's so many like opportunities to make it personal too. I love that. I love to hear a little bit more about how you got here. What were you like as a kid? What were you like growing up? Besides the fact that you wanted to be an OBGYN. I was really shy, which is probably one of the, like the main characteristics I would say. Like I was really smart. I liked reading a lot. Like every summer I would do like the summer library program. And I was always like first, I don't know. You had to like go through this. You you had to like finish a certain amount of books. You would get like stickers and then your little sticker would like move down the little road. And I was just always, I was Ooh. always down that little road at the, at the library. My, I wanted my sticker to be first. And like every summer, that was something that I looked forward to. I kind of was like an introvert and I'm still very much like an extroverted introvert. So very shy, kind of kept to myself. I was raised alone. I have a half brother, but he's 18 years older than me. So I was really an only child. Um, and it was just me and my mom. So really close with my mom. I loved hula hooping. I loved dancing. I would take ballet class. I loved, what else I love? Climbing trees. I would write stories. I would love, I would love like making up characters. I started this series called the Boysenberry Club and I made like characters that each had names and they had pets and boyfriends. Oh my <laughs> God, that's so I cute. I know I still have it it's so funny like I've always loved I guess creativity and of course I loved uh all things American Girl you sound like such a lovely child like (laughs) so creative and fun Danielle we have to know what is your sign oh I'm a Scorpio Ooh, 
Love Cancer it. rising. Excellent. Mm. I'm a Scorpio moon and oh, I'm okay. married to a Scorpio. <laughs> nice. I don't have any Scorpio in my chart, but I feel like that fire sign rising sign, the Aries rising is like so relatable for me and Lindsay because we're both Leos. Um, oh, so we love okay. that fire sign vibe. Danielle, what was your earliest memory with American Girl? It's so funny because I don't know if I can remember like a certain moment when I got my first book or doll. Definitely had the books and read the magazines before I had my got my first doll. Mm-hmm. The, first, the first doll was like a long time coming. It was so exciting. It was a big moment because I had been a fan forever because I just feel like I can't pinpoint a moment because I literally feel like it's just been a part of my life, my entire childhood. <laughs> like it's kind of crazy, but definitely the books. And all of the books, like, what are, what are we calling them? Like the storybooks of like the characters, Addie's. Yeah, but then, the historical like, the books. More, the historical books, yes. And then also like, you know, the care and keeping of you and the celebrate book. Loved them mm-hmm. all. Like, give me all of them. Had all of them. I, one of my saddest things, actually, I mean, I can rebuy them, but I don't have my original set of books, which I, that would have been cool um, if I had kept those. But I do have, I do have a few other things, which I'll, I'm sure we'll talk about later. But yeah, I just feel like it's always been a part of my life. I love that. Um, the books are like the perfect gateway into American Girl because they really allow you to, to like build anticipation to getting a doll or like furthering your interest in other ways. Like it really sets the scene. Yes. Right. And it allows you to explore other, like, I know personally, like, I read every historical book, not just the ones for the dolls that I had. So, like, you can even, like, dive into the other characters, too, even if you didn't have them as dolls, which is always cool. Um, And I feel like I don't have my set of historical books either. Lindsay, do you have any of your Felicity books still? I have quite a few of my original book and I probably have like one or two books from each girl's collection that I still have, but I recently rebought all of Samantha's books to read through and it's like truly a delight. Highly <laughs> recommend getting <laughs> them again. That's so cute. That inspires <laughs> me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you know, get like, them. Like girls, I'm, I, I don't, this is going off tangent maybe a little bit, but I am, I must admit I'm a Swifty. yeah okay I I wonder if this is true most American girl women are Swifties I would say could be fire signs and Swifties (laughs) (laughs) that is is accurate right Um, but you know like her like I see girls on TikTok they're like they're collecting like all her CDs every single album like the deluxe version and this version and this Mm -hmm. color I want to do that with like American Girl, like Ooh. all the catalogs and the books, right? Wouldn't that be so cool to just have a full collection? Oh my God, totally. that would be a dream. Having a physical catalog in your hands, however many years later, just feels so good. Where can you even get catalogs nowadays? eBay. eBay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, see ebay there's like other auction websites too that will occasionally have them like i got a lot on auction ninja um a few months ago (laughs) but yeah they're they're so fun to see in person again seriously but i do think (laughs) 
I do think there's something to be said about like, you know, even if you don't have like every piece from your childhood still, which I certainly don't, like, it is kind of fun reacquiring them. Like, I've reacquired um, a couple of the books that I had as a kid, which has been really fun. So it's kind of like, how boring would it be if like you just had everything still and like you couldn't like rediscover it and kind of like hunt it down like it makes it a little bit more fun I think if you have to like really like research and see where you can find it and it like forces you to dig back into your memory which I think is cool I like that perspective yeah you're right oh my god totally <laughs> with with the books were you drawn to any particular characters Samantha Samantha has always been my number one gal Stop. <laughs> you know yeah full stop I liked Addie too a lot remember like playing like playing uh playing Addie like we're, we're pretending like I'm hiding under a table at one point <laughs> I have a niece actually so my, I have my half brother has a daughter who's six years younger than me so when I was six she was born and so we mm -hmm. sort of grew up together and so I remember like vivid memories of us like under a table and like a fort. And <laughs> so she was definitely an inspiration. But Samantha has always been my number one girl. Even now, I just love like the Victorian era. And I love, I don't know, there's something about it. Well, her style, her style is so on point. And it's kind of like in line with like a lot of like the fun trends we were talking about at the top of the episode like she's a bow girl um yeah. and she's like so feminine and um I mean a little bit of like a tomboy in personality but like her looks are just so amazing and I feel like totally can translate today like to some cute like aesthetics as well so I think that's why she's had she's had such an impact because like her style has like been so classic through every generation I feel like she's probably still like most people's favorite to this day Samantha's coquette yes, she is. Is. <laughs> yes oh my goodness I'm loving the trend right now with um like bows on like random objects like <laughs> and just totally. saying it's coquette like this is my current favorite tiktok trend <laughs> it's so cute i know what's like the most random thing i've seen like pretzels or something <laughs> so oh my god right it's like a beauty product a shampoo but yeah like we've been seeing it and it's just so cute um and Danielle, you had Samantha, correct? I did. And I still have Samantha. She's in, oh my goodness. in my room in my apartment. Oh, oh my goodness. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Do, you remember, love do you remember how you got her? Yes. So I did not grow up with much. I was raised by a single mom. She worked from home. Like we had like food stamps section eight at moments during my childhood like definitely didn't grow up with a lot and so even having books like having the books and the magazines like I felt I was living my life I was living large with the, my books and my magazines like it was I was cool I was chilling but of course eventually I'm like it would be cool to have a doll and so I remember my aunt one Christmas maybe I was like eight nine something around there I remember I think I like knew it was coming they were like hinting at it and so come Christmas I had a feeling that I was gonna open up a doll and 
I, I knew it was going to be a Samantha thing. Maybe they'd asked me like, which one would you want? Or I just, I had a feeling Samantha was going to be unboxed and she was, and it was just, I just remember it being such a cool moment. Um, it was a big, big deal for my family to like rally. I think they rallied together to like be able to afford it. And it was just, I was happy. And I don't, I don't think I had any of the other outfits and have like her bed or anything. It was just her in her plaid dress, her hat, her just like the standard outfit. And I was happy. It's so funny because I was pretty girly growing up, but I really didn't, wasn't really into dolls. Like I didn't really love, Bar <laughs> I didn't love Barbies at all. Like I don't think I ever dressed a Barbie, for mm -hmm. example. And so I, yeah. really didn't, I didn't really need her, like her clothes and her accessories. Cause I really wasn't going to like change her out anyway. I just wanted to stare at her and like brush her hair. And I was happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. How old were you when this all took place? I think I was... I want to say like between eight and 10. So it was, Got it. Yeah. Old enough to really um, also be able to like fully dive into the books on your own and understand the stories, I think at that point too. Yes, exactly. Was it like fourth grade or fifth grade? Yeah. Cause I remember I had been reading the books for sure for years. Yeah. So it was, it was a cool moment. I mean, it was, it was a really big deal. Yeah, it definitely. No, definitely. so true. <laughs> yeah, that's so special for your family to like all come together to like support you and getting this like very special Christmas gift. It was exciting. Did your friends also have interest in American Girl? So I oh, so I alluded to earlier. I was kind of like a, a loner, <laughs> so I don't really like. I don't really remember like ever really going to friends' houses and like playing dolls. Like if anything, yeah. I had friends, but if anything, they would come over for like sleepovers, or we would be like outside making up a dance or something. That's like my my <laughs> childhood friends. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and so. I think they were into the books, but honestly, I think I was the one pushing the books on them. Yeah. I have a story about that, actually. Oh, do you? Spill. In fifth grade, I started a club, and this club was called the Feminine Feminists Club. Again, I had no idea what a <laughs> feminist it. was. Like, this was not political. Just like being a gynecologist was not like, I want to deliver babies. <laughs> I was just like, girl, feminine. We talked about Samantha being feminine, so it's funny. That was my favorite girl and the club <laughs> was called Feminine Feminist. But basically I would take the book, The Care and Keeping of You, which was the book about our changing bodies and puberty, essentially. <laughs> I would make my friends, <laughs> rally my friends to, um, we would go over this book during like lunchtime. We would like have <laughs> like, a class and we would take a chapter and we would we would talk about a certain topic, uh, du jour. <laughs> yeah, I think that that was their first, for many of them, that was their first exposure to American Girl. One of my friends, we're still friends to this day, I was her maid of honor like 10 years ago. It'll be next year, actually. And again, aging myself. And her mom told her that she couldn't, like she felt uncomfortable with her coming to my club. And I remember it was no. like, it was like scandalous for a little bit she was like my mom can't, doesn't feel comfortable oh my yeah. gosh <laughs> I love that you were basically putting on like a lunch and learn series <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> like that's oh literally God. exactly what was happening <laughs> that was awesome. is 
Incredible. I love that you took it upon yourself to like educate your friends. You were building community, right? I was building community. I know. So funny. And so it's funny when I found weddings, it was like, oh, this all makes sense. You know, I've always loved supporting women, even in fifth grade. Like I said, talk about another important moment of our life. Like, you know, going through all those body changes. Right. There are so many, there are so many parallels between the feminine feminists and the work that you're doing today and just supporting people in, in their like life changing eras. Yes. Big, big life moments. (laughs) It all comes back to American girl, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It really does. (laughs) I feel like we have to also talk about the Samantha ice cream social that you went to because that is something that I don't know. We've had people talk about events, but I don't know that that's one that we've discussed yet um, on the podcast with anybody. But can you tell us a little bit about how that kind of came to be? Yes, literally one of the best moments of my life. (laughs) (laughs) I remember just being such a magical experience so I don't know how we found out that there was events period maybe in the magazines probably but that's I knew what everybody that- says I feel like everybody's like how did I know that this was happening <laughs> because yeah, social right? media didn't exist right so. it, must, it must have been the magazines like how yeah. stop speaking well, to us yeah, they so have it they actually had it in the catalogs, like going back and looking at the catalogs now, like they do advertise the events. However, I don't remember ever seeing them when I was growing up. I'm like, this is a glitch in the matrix that like <laughs> this now like has appeared because like I would have hundred percent have wanted to go to these events had I known about them. Like I was reading the catalogs, but I just skipped over those pages, I guess. Too much. What is it called? A, mo- much text. a yeah, right. <laughs> it <laughs> totally really is. Okay, so I remember like <laughs> loosely knowing about these events, but then I remember there was like a school carnival. It was like such a cool day too. It was like there was a school carnival. I was in fifth grade. I remember <laughs> so I removed schools, went to one elementary school, kindergarten through fourth grade, then I moved to another school for fifth grade. And so it was like a school carnival. My brother was there because he like used to sell like jewelry and little like tchotchkes at these like festivals. Like he would travel like all around the state selling at festivals and he was selling at this particular one at my school. So I got to see my brother, which was always a fun moment. And like, there's a school carnival. And then my mom, you know, picked me up from school every day. We didn't have a car. She would walk me to school, which got embarrassing after a while, but (laughs) Through fifth grade, she was still walking me. So she would walk me there and she would walk me home. And so she was coming to just a normal day, picked me up from school. I mean, we had the carnival, but I didn't know about this ice cream social. And she pulls, she rolls up with an invitation in her hand. Of course, like it, it was snail mailed. It had been snail mailed that there was an ice cream social like 20 minutes away from where we lived. And I think a lot of these events were like all over the U.S. And so, yeah, you know, thinking like, wow, like I would love to go to one of these events. You know, if there's one in our area. And she showed me the invite. And the first thing I said was, oh, my gosh, can we go? This was some as Samantha's ice cream social. Like, oh, my God, like what? There's no, re- no there's no way I can't go to this. And she she said, and this is like such a cute moment. She was like, of course, I already bought us the tickets. 
Oh my goodness. She had already RSVP'd us and I was going to the ice cream social and it was just one of the best days ever. Wow. That's so so sweet. It's so sweet. I love how supportive your mom was with like your love for AG. She, She really was. And she's always been a girl girl too. And so, yeah. Oh, yes. Like, oh my God. I love that. <laughs> so walk us through the day of the ice cream social. Oh Do God. you remember the details? Of course. Okay. So <laughs> I'm such a nerd. I literally, and my mom was like, you don't want to do this. I wanted to bring all of my Samantha memorabilia to this event. Oh my God. <laughs> like I had a basket and I literally, she was like, you want to bring all of the books all of my books. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, what else did I have? I guess I had the doll, of course. I had, okay, so it was, okay, we can figure out an age actually now. Okay, it was more like eight then because I had Samantha for this ice cream social because I have a photo. I brought her to this ice cream social. <laughs> I was about eight and so I was nine in fifth grade. And so I, yes, I'm like, yes, I wanted to bring all my books. I need to have everything with me. So I brought my basket. I wore this like really cute like pinafore it wasn't like an American girl outfit, but my mom had found this really cool outfit. It was like pink and purple. I think it was like precious moments. Yes. Moments, pinafore. So I was like, dressed. I have this little rose headband. It, I mean, it was, it was, I was decked out and it was so much fun. There was like, oh my gosh, what is it called? What is it called? Uh, there was croquet on the Ooh. lawn. And there was like little arts and crafts stations. And I mean, obviously it's very fuzzy. <laughs> but I just remember it being the best day ever. I remember the arts and crafts. I remember playing croquet. I remember everyone had their dolls. So they would like bring the dolls. And then the ice cream thing is fuzzy. But I think that we like made our own like ice cream sundaes like on the lawn. And it was at this really cool like historical courthouse. And so it was mostly outside and it was just a very cool day. Wow. Oh, what a great so memory. Cute. Seriously. <laughs> I know. I I'm so attend. excited to talk to you about this. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so adorable. Like I love that you were able to attend this and have this like really special moment with your mom too. I mean, and why don't we have more ice cream socials? Seriously. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I would go to one today. <laughs> so true. Especially if we were all gonna like dress like Samantha. Like I would absolutely go to one today. <laughs> oh my god, honestly. <laughs> well, maybe we have an AG woman event. We we always think about like what would that be like what would that look like and it's like it would have to I because I think Lindsay and I both tend towards like a Samantha vibe now and mm-hmm. I I just like dream of it being like very like Edwardian Victorian like bows and pink and petty fours and all that stuff. <laughs> oh, the petty fours, yes. Well, okay, I do events, so maybe we we need to chat after this, right? Seriously, <laughs> I can know. Team up. I know. Seriously, we need to like we need to throw one down in every city in America. <laughs> <laughs> AG women oh tour. <laughs> that would truly be a dream, Danielle. Going back to your Samantha experience and the catalog, what were some of the items that you were like drawn to? 
Ooh, like her accessories. Yeah. Her clothing, her accessories, her furniture. Mm. Was there anything that like particularly stood out for you? Yeah. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) I was obsessed with her outfit. Like, so I just remember just being so girly, like looking, browsing through the catalog, just her bedroom, her wardrobe, that hat, that velvet hat. I'm such a hat girl. <laughs> I have been. I loved her hat. Um, the petty fours, like what she ate, literally everything. The whole again, I didn't even know much about just like I didn't know anything about being a cardiologist or being a feminist. I didn't really know about the Victorian era. I just know that I liked it. <laughs> I think that's like what why probably American Girl is so special. It like takes you to another place and it's just like I don't know it just embodies this like girlhood definitely so true it transports you honestly (laughs) it really does and now you said that you still have your Samantha I do is she currently with with you you? (laughs) yeah I could grab her if you want me to (laughs) oh my goodness that's so great that you have her still what's her like current like status like is she in good condition is her hair intact what's what's she looking like I do still have my Samantha doll she was in storage for the longest time so my mom actually passed away nine years ago and so you know I had to collect all of the items that I wanted that was my childhood home I'd moved out you know when I was in my early 20s and I had to go and collect what I what I wanted and of course American Girl Samantha was number one of the number one items I'm so glad I kept I'm so glad I did I don't even know if I had the books at that point I think we had gotten rid of them throughout the years Mm -hmm. so so um all that to say she was in storage that went from Orange County which was in like uh Southern California I was in one storage and then I moved to LA and she was in another storage you know with more of my childhood items and throughout the years like I'm an aspiring minimalist, not to go down a weird rabbit or a strange rabbit hole or veer too far left. But, you know, I have been really intentional throughout the years of keeping things that are just really, really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went from like a, I don't know, like a 200 square foot, a warehouse or like a storage unit to literally a small closet to now I just have artifacts like in my office and my bedroom where I'm like displaying everything. So I don't really have like any like storage. And so just earlier this year, I I ended up closing the last storage facility I had. And of course, Samantha was in that last batch of items I kept. And then a few months ago, just this year, I was like, why am I not displaying her? Like, why is she just sitting in a box? Like get, get the girl out of the box. And so she's sitting on a shelf (laughs) and she looks great. Love yeah. that. I love that. Would you ever consider getting accessories for her now that you've kind of taken her out of storage? I haven't thought of that actually. <laughs> Maybe. Like I'm so excited to hopefully have a daughter, God willing, one day and, you know, hoping, although, you know, I don't think kids are playing with dolls as much anymore. I think American Girl will prevail for sure. Agreed. Right. But, you know, at least as a collector's item, I would love my daughter to enjoy Samantha and potentially buy accessories for her. Yeah, I would love that. Definitely. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. There's so much to, like, explore to beyond, like, her iconic meat outfit. She has so many good 
outfits I feel like that you can add to her collection at some point and um yeah it's like it's it's honestly hard not to continue to buy American Girl stuff as an adult every time Lindsay and I go to a, an American Girl store where it's like am I buying a doll today like I might I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I love that I know it's kind of weird because I've never thought of it and it's like we're adults now like we can we don't have to like wait for our moms to buy us a doll we could just go buy a doll whatever we want right you could buy anything you want (laughs) very dangerous seriously I know the the only thing stopping us I think is like space constraints but it's like you know you can still browse ebay for fun for sure (laughs) yeah she's actually um last thing i'll say about her she's actually in great condition because i've never really been like a doll girl like i wanted her as a collector's item i didn't wasn't really like right through the weeds and like you know throwing her around and brushing her hair i was was just staring at her yeah that's amazing it truly is that has not been my experience (laughs) or laura's experience (laughs) that's so funny yeah I'm, i'm i'm a weird a weird girl (laughs) <laughs> no, I love that. I'm sure Samantha really appreciates it too. <laughs> yeah. Keep her keep her clean. <laughs> oh my exactly. goodness. Well, Danielle, this has been so fun to connect with you today. You've shared such like a wide range of experiences and it's just incredible to see your journey with American Girl. And we love to hear what lasting impression AG has left on you. I said this earlier, but I really think that AG embodies girlhood. And I think there's just a really cool balance between the historical books and, you know, transporting us to other places and allowing us and girls to learn about history in such an interesting, exciting way. But then also, you know, with the books like Celebrate and The Care and Keeping of You, like really supporting girls during one of their most important times of life. And so I think you have the fantasy world and you also have supporting girls and, and with their magazines also like supporting girls, you know, in their in their development and in their important moments of their life. And I don't know if any other brand does that. And I just think American Girl is awesome. And we should we should reach out to American Girl and do like an event with them or something. We have to do it. Right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I agree. They yeah, better be I... listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, I, I fully agree with that. It really like resonates that this brand taught us all to be curious and wanting to explore history and evolve our friendships and all of these different elements that made our early years so I think interesting and fun and able to relate to other girls and also relate to like the past and like build those connections like it really like is this all-encompassing brand that really did so much for all of us. It really did. So That's nostalgic. So I love I love American Girl. It's so true. I feel like every single person who had an experience with American Girl took something away from it, whether it's like how they are in their career or in their friendships or as a mother, like parents, like whatever, like regardless of what way you're sort of manifesting it, like 
you do carry a piece of it with you throughout mm -hmm. your life, no matter what. It's just the nature of that brand somehow. It really totally. Is. We're all a little more pleasant. <laughs> oh my gosh well shall we get into some of our little activities let's do it all right danielle <laughs> if you were an american girl doll which three accessories would you come with oh my gosh i would say i'd come with a hat like a straw hat Ooh, cute I would come with, I really like straw and like basket material. So I think I would come with a basket too, like a little Ooh. basket purse situation. And then I think I would come with like, like a microphone. Like maybe I would be some sort of like speaker. I love one of my favorite, besides American Girl, one of my favorite toys as growing up was like a plastic microphone that I also still have. It's one of like the artifacts I kept. <laughs> well, as I was browsing for my photo that I think you'll feature, I was looking through photos and so many photos with this microphone. So yeah, I think a microphone <laughs> third thing. That's so fun. <laughs> oh my goodness. Incredible. I love hearing people's answers for this question. They're so fun. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, those are really cute accessories. I want one now. Seriously. <laughs> right? I know. I know. Well, it, it's like I wish that they would actually just make like a bunch of random accessories so we could get them <laughs> for the dolls. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm so excited to ask this question about your favorite celebrity because I don't think that we've touched on the celebrities yet and I am I recently went through a renaissance with this group but which American girls do you think each of the Spice Girls would have Ooh! oh my gosh I love this question <laughs> that's like a TikTok trend oh my god I love this question <laughs> okay so let's start with Samantha Samantha would probably I feel like Victoria Posh mm -hmm. would, have a, would have a Samantha for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Scary Spice, Mel B, would have Addie. Brown Unite. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, oh, Sporty is for sure a Molly girl. <laughs> yes. I think we can Absolutely. all agree on that one. <laughs> right. Ginger, she would have Josefina. Ooh, okay, spicy. yeah. Just see like a spice, a spice about it. <laughs> and who's who's left? Sporty. Uh, we did sporty. Baby. Oh, baby, missing oh, baby. baby, baby, Kirsten. Love it. So true. I feel like <laughs> why do they like match up perfectly like to the Spice Girls? <laughs> I know. Oh, that's so cute. There should like be a collab or something. Seriously. <laughs> I know. And the Spice Girls aren't even American. So they like probably don't even know how well they match up to American Girl. But right? I feel like... <laughs> It's just like archetypes exist across multiple cultural phenomenons, but I love that. I love that. 
Oh my goodness. Danielle, this has been so much fun chatting with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been so fun. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy I reached out and I could talk about American Girl for hours. So thank you so much (laughs) for having me. It was really fun to get nostalgic and go down AG memory lane. Uh, Truly. (laughs) And now where can everybody find you after this? Yeah. Uh, So I have an Instagram. You can look uh, me up, follow me on uh, at it's Danielle Leilani. So I-T-S and then Danielle Leilani. Leilani is L-E-I-L-A-N-I. And then my wedding and event planning agency is Leilani Social on um, Instagram, TikTok. And I also have a blog at DanielleLeilani.com. Amazing. That sounds Uh, wonderful. And Danielle, do you do wedding planning just in California or are you nationwide? So we're a global brand. Global. Oh my goodness. Amazing. Any corner of the world, uh, we will, we can cater to any wedding and event. Um, Yeah, that's been kind of a, so obviously starting California, that's where I'm from. And I started, you know, booking weddings in like Costa Rica, Mexico, Hawaii, just different places that people were getting married. Either they found our website, they liked our work and they're like, Hey, can you plan our wedding here? And we took it from there or, um, you know, friends of friends who were like, we will only want to support you. So you're coming to Costa Rica with us, for example. So yeah, we're um, amazing. What? Very Amazing. cool. And maybe an American Girl event near you someday soon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I'd be honored to be your resident event planner. So keep posting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you, Danielle, so much for joining us. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.